As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Hello and welcome to the Engineer Your Success podcast. I am your host, Dr. James Bryant, your guide to winning at work and at home. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. And I hope that you are having a fantastic week. The next Engineer Your Success on-ramp is being planned for sometime in September. So if you have any topics of interest, please feel free to reach out with your suggestions. In the past, we've done overcoming procrastination, eliminating imposter syndrome. We've talked about the application of using tools like ChatGPT and AI to get more things done. The last success on-ramp we had was a lunch and learn type session, and we're going to plan to do something similar in September. But again, let me know the topics that you're interested in so we can make sure that we're continuing to serve you, our listeners in the Engineer Your Success community. I do have a favor to ask. If this podcast is helpful, then please share with a friend or colleague. So if you're wondering who might benefit from the podcast, you can use the lens of the three questions that totally changed my life. And and so these three questions are, are pretty simple and straightforward, but you'll see how they really changed my life. That's this. Do you want to win at work? Question number two is, do you want to win at home? And question three is, are you winning at work and at home? So if there are people in your world who cannot answer that last question, with a resounding yes that they are winning at work and at home, then this podcast is the place for them. So I'm thank you in advance for sharing the love and sharing the podcast. So today's episode, I wanted to have a conversation about maximizing momentum. So you're harnessing your mid-year review for strategic success. Last week, we started talking about the mid-year review. We are at the halfway point of the year, and it's the perfect time to reflect, recalibrate, and gain momentum for the rest of the year. So I've been taking my private clients through this process, as well as doing my own mid-year review. So if you have not done your review, now is the perfect time to do so. Take a look or listen to episode 105 for more pointers and just a general framework for that review. So let's spend some time to explore and analyze your mid-year review effectively. So, you know, when we do that, we're looking to set impactful goals, to create an action plan that will help keep you accountable and to track for the future that you want to create. So the first thing we're going to talk about is just the general power of reflection. So how do you approach your your review? And another question that we're going to cover in this segment is, What are some of the common mistakes that people are actually making in this process? So in terms of how to approach the mid-year review, you want to approach it objectively. There's importance in identifying the strengths and areas for growth. And you want to look at the opportunities that are waiting to be seized for the remaining half of the year. When you begin to reflect on your performance on the first half of the year, it can seem really daunting and overwhelming. However, It's an essential step in understanding where you stand 
and what needs to change moving forward. The key to a productive review is objectively seeing things as they are without letting your personal feelings or biases cloud your judgment. In our practice, we call this a mirror moment where you see yourself for who you are, not who you project to be. So as you approach your mid-year review, I recommend treating it as a fact-finding mission. There, you're just looking at the hard data. You're not entering in any judgment. You're trying to find the metrics, the key performance indicators, and the goals that you have set for yourself and the progress that you're making towards those goals. So I recommend that you also examine the soft skills like communication, leadership, and collaboration. Uh, did you help your team achieve their goals? Did you communicate effectively with stakeholders? Did you provide value to your clients? And if you did achieve these things, then you want to be able to capture those accomplishments. We're going to talk a little bit later about many milestones and celebrations, but it's key that you capture those accomplishments so that you can celebrate your wins. A really common mistake in this process is focusing solely on the negatives. It's crucial to identify not just the areas for growth, but also your strengths. Reflect on your successes and the projects that you've excelled at, the skills that you have developed. And this helps to provide a balanced view of your performance, and it really highlights your unique value. Another frequent misstep is overlooking the opportunities that are presented by the mid-year review. Listen, the remaining half of the year is a blank slate full of possibilities. Maybe you've spotted a new market trend or a customer that your company can fulfill, or perhaps you've identified a skill gap in your team, if addressed, that could significantly boost the company's performance. So now is the time to seize these opportunities and to turn them to your advantage. So approach your mid-year review with a positive mindset, see it as a learning opportunity, a chance to understand yourself better, and a stepping stone towards the goals that you want to achieve in the remaining half of the year. Remember that, at least for me, reflection and awareness are the starting points for all improvement. If you're not aware, it's really going to be difficult for you to intentionally improve. So next, I want to have just a brief discussion about goals, but in particular about prioritizing goals. So some of the questions that we're going to cover here is just in general, how do you prioritize your goals? What factors should you consider? Why the mid-year is a great time to set new goals. So I'm going to assume for the purposes of this discussion that you've already conducted your mid-year review. So let's assume that and you've started to dig into the results. Now it's time to decide which goals you want to focus on for the rest of the year. There's an understanding here that there's importance and urgency of each goal is critical at this stage. Where do you want to be by the end of the year? So when I'm working with my private clients, the first thing that we do is we will brainstorm our goals. And then once we have brainstormed these different goals, no restraints, we will take them and begin to categorize them into different areas. And then we'll start the prioritization process by prioritizing those particular categories. And here's the thing. If you do not know where you want to go, then any path will take you there and any goal will do. However, when you have a sense of the direction that you want to go, which goals will help you arrive at that destination, then you can actually start prioritizing 
because prior, you understand that the priorities are in support of the vision that you have. The priorities are in support of helping you pursue your ultimate vision. That goal is helping you pursue your vision. So prioritizing goals can be challenging, but it's a crucial process that helps in maintaining focus and ensuring uh, productive use of resources. There's a useful method for prioritization that follows the Eisenhower framework or the Eisenhower matrix. I've talked about this in a few past podcasts. I'll just briefly go over it right now. But the Eisenhower matrix divides things into four categories based on urgency and importance. Those that are both urgent and important take precedence, followed by those that are important but not urgent. This system allows you to differentiate between what is necessary for immediate survival and what's going to contribute to your long-term growth and success. So the step-by-step process of prioritizing goals, it really begins again with listing all of your potential goals. Next is assessing the importance and urgency of each, particularly if you're using this Eisenhower framework to help you prioritize your goals. Remember, it's really important that your goal aligns with your long-term vision. While urgency refers to sometimes sensitivity, then you really want to rank your goals according to their urgency and importance. And the last thing that I want you to consider are the resources that may be required to help you in attaining that goal. So this includes time, energy, the use of other financial resources that may be required. The mid-year review serves as a great time to set new goals if you haven't already done so. And if existing ones are no longer serving your vision, then this really provides a clear checkpoint to assess your journey uh, as far as you've gone and then to recalibrate how you're going to move forward based on your results and where you are. The key to effective goal prioritization is the whole concept and ideal of flexibility. As the year progresses, some goals may become less important or new goals may emerge periodically. Reassessing and adjusting your goals is crucial to ensure that they always align with your overarching vision. So now we've talked about your goals, right? We've talked about prioritizing those goals. Now goals are great, but they are not going to accomplish themselves. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. So let's spend some time just talking a little bit about developing an action plan. And some of the questions that we're going to answer here is that what steps can you take to create an effective action plan? And what's the process for identifying the resources that you need to execute your plan? So creating a well-structured action plan is essential for turning your goals from mere aspirations into actual achievements. The plan serves as your roadmap, highlighting the steps you need to take and the resources you require to reach your desired destination. So what goes into crafting this action plan? We just finished our discussion on prioritizing goals. So for this part of our discussion, let's assume that you've already defined each goal and that each goal is smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time. The key to an effective action plan is really listing the tasks that you need to undertake to achieve each goal. 
You want to break down each goal into smaller tasks, identifying the time or the level of effort that you believe it was going to take to complete that task. This is also where you might consider resources again, time, money, specific skills, or even the need for additional team members. And do not forget to account for potential obstacles and plan for them accordingly. This will ensure that you are not derailed by things when it doesn't go exactly as planned. A really useful visualization technique or using a mental model is seeing yourself overcome the obstacle. So it's one thing to identify the obstacle, but don't ruminate on the obstacles. Don't sit there and dwell so much on the obstacle and how it's going to stop you from moving forward. I want you to spend some time seeing yourself overcome the obstacle because obstacles are here to make you stronger. Obstacles will help you build muscles in ways that being in your comfort zone will not do it. Another effective strategy for your action plan is setting a specific start and end date for each of those tasks that are based on your estimate. You want to do this so that you can see if you're overloading your schedule. You don't want to overcommit, but you do want to have some time frame in there for when you want to achieve your goal and when you want to actually accomplish those tasks. So remember, an action plan is not set in stone. It should be flexible and adaptable to the changes that may occur along the way. Regularly review and update your plan to ensure it remains aligned with your goals and actual reality. So you have your goals, you have your action plan. So I think it's important to introduce or talk about the concept of milestones or mini milestones. So mini milestones is a powerful tool in maintaining momentum and motivation toward your goals. Each completed milestone acts as a marker on your journey. A sign that you're making progress, achieving those smaller wins along the way that can really provide a much needed boost in motivation, making the larger goal feel more achievable. Let's say one of your goals is to increase your firm's revenue by 20% by the end of the year. You can set a mini milestone for each month or each quarter, such as increasing revenue by 5% each quarter. These mini milestones really make the larger goal feel less daunting and achievable. The beauty of these milestones is that they help you overcome feelings of overwhelm that often come when pursuing larger goals. And so when you just focus on the next milestone instead of the entire journey, it makes the process more manageable and less stressful. One of the benefits of having the goals, doing the tasks, and the milestones is that it allows you to the ability to celebrate your wins. So how can you celebrate your wins, the big ones, the small ones, but also from a company perspective, how can you create a culture where celebrating wins is the norm? And so celebrating wins, whether big or small, has significant benefits. It not only boosts motivation, but it also reinforces commitment and builds momentum. Each celebration is an affirmation of the effort you've put in and the progress that you've made. So think about it this way. Every time you acknowledge and celebrate a win, you're reminding yourself that the efforts are paying off. It's a direct feedback loop that shows you're on the right track, which can do wonders for your motivation and self-belief. This in turn reinforces your commitment to your goals as you start to associate those positive feelings with working towards them. So celebrating your wins also builds momentum just as a snowball grows larger as it moves 
and rolls down the hill, so your motivation and commitment grow each time you acknowledge your successes. This momentum can be the driving force that propels you toward your larger goals. So how does this help you win at work and at home? You know what? In the workplace, recognizing team members' achievements, that can really foster a more positive collaborative culture. So this could be as simple as a shout out in a meeting or a personalized note of appreciation. I know one of my clients who's been going down this path has started in their weekly stand-up meetings to have other team members to nominate people that are in the company to win a culture award. So they've been doing this on a monthly basis, and it's really been fun seeing the people within the company get excited about being nominated. And what they're doing is they are continuing to infuse and build this culture of celebrating wins. So at home, you know what? You can share your successes with your family and involve them in the celebration. So this not only enables you to enjoy your achievements, but also inspires your family by showing them the fruits of your work and effort. And when you do this, I think it's important to invite your family members in. For me, it would be my boys or my wife too. What are the many milestones? What are the wins that we're celebrating for you? Did you do, do well on the test? Did you study for a test? What were some of the things that you did that we can actually celebrate as we are looking to institute this whole environment and culture of celebration? So one of the last things that I want to cover in today's episode, I do have an interesting segment toward the end, but one of the last things I want to cover is the importance of accountability. So as we navigate through our journey towards maximizing momentum, I do want to briefly mention the role that accountability plays. Accountability in the simplest terms means taking responsibility for your actions when it comes to achieving your goals. Accountability is your commitment to see your plan through to the end. If you are going to take on accountability, you also have to take ownership of your situation, ownership of your task, ownership of your station in life, ownership of your future. You own it and are accountable for taking those steps to move you forward. And listen, staying accountable is not always easy, but there are several strategies that can that you can implement to help you maintain your commitment. So one effective approach, we've talked about this before, is to share your goals with a trusted colleague, mentor, or coach. When someone else is aware of your goals, it can motivate you to follow through as you won't want to let them down. Sometimes we have an easier time letting our own self down than we do letting others down that are that's in our world. Another thing that you can do is use some goal tracking apps and tools. They, they can be beneficial because they allow you to record your progress and to set reminders on your tasks. You can visualize how close you are to achieving your goals. Seeing your progress in this way, it, it can be highly motivating. Another thing that you can do is work with a coach, right? As an executive coach, I can help provide an additional layer of accountability. Coaches in general can provide effective feedback. We can help you stay focused on your goals and offer support and encouragement when you face those obstacles. And coaches can also provide insight through thought-provoking questions that will challenge your status quo, that will cause you to look at whatever the situation is from a different perspective. And when you start reflecting on your mid-year review, you start reflecting on uh, what you want to achieve and why, that self-reflection 
is powerful. And the whole ideal of building in reflection along the way really helps you to evaluate your progress, to reflect on what's working, what's not working. And it gives you the ability to adjust your plan accordingly. So this allows you to take ownership of your journey, to learn from your experiences, and to make informed decisions. So listen, as we enter the end of this episode, I want to introduce a new segment that I've been working on, and this is the Executive Coaching Corner. And the Executive Coaching Corner with James or EC Squared, here's where we'll take just a slightly deeper dive into the concepts that we've been discussing around the mid-year review and how these can be directly applied to business owners or partners or uh, engineering leaders. So as leaders, we need to ask questions to start thinking about what are some of the patterns that we've observed in our mid-year review and how can we leverage these insights to improve our leadership skills? So when you think about this question, it was question number one, it not only addresses your own performance, but also your effectiveness as a leader. So question number two, you can pose this one to your team. Based on the mid-year review, what is the one area you believe that we can improve as a team? So this gives your team a voice, but it also provides you with some valuable feedback and different perspective. As leaders, we need to encourage those different perspectives. We need to be able to have diverse opinions to help us see how we may be able to solve the problem from different perspectives. And that insight can be invaluable to us. A question number three, uh, and this one has to do with goal prioritization. You can ask, what are your most crucial business goals? And how do they align with your long-term strategy? You want to ensure that everybody's on the same page and that you are moving towards your objective. Another question that you can ask about setting many milestones and crafting your action plans is what are the key milestones that will help us gauge our progress towards our priority goals or our priority goal? And the last team question would be how can we support each other in achieving our individual and collective goals? And you also want to continue to focus on celebrating the wins and how you can meaningfully create a culture of that within your organization. So by asking these questions, you're emphasizing the importance of recognizing and celebrating achievements. And those things are really a key factor in maintaining motivation. So as leaders, these questions not only help us reflect on our performance, but it also encourages open communication, fosters a collaborative culture. And it creates a supportive environment within the team. Listen, I want to thank you for joining today's conversation. If you have any feedback on the executive coaching corner, that would be great. Let me know. You can use the link in the show notes. But again, I want to thank you for joining this conversation. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. And I'm going to end this podcast like I end every podcast. And that's this. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there is a select group of people that are following through, doing it and living the life of their dreams. And I want you to be part of that select few. This is Dr. James Bryant, your guide to winning at work and at home. And I want you to be great this week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. 
I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.